in Chicago. You're listening to Inspirational Perspective. I'm your host, Linnell Harris, Chicago's very own life coach, right here on WBON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. Inspirational Perspective on your radio is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. So as I ask you every Sunday morning, are you living the best life possible? And this is the place to be to explore that possibility. All right, well, happy Sunday. Happy March. March now. As I said before, time is always moving quickly. It's moving fast. And uh, I do hope that we're living with intention because that is part of the conversation today. And the question that I have, one of the questions, I have a few questions, but are you living by default? We're going to talk about what it is to live by default. I'm going to give you some examples too, just in case you're, just in case you're like, nah, I'm not living by default. But, uh, you know, maybe you are. Maybe you are. Another way of asking, are you living by default is, are you on autopilot? Might be like, Linnell, what do you mean by autopilot? Uh, well, basically what I mean by autopilot is, you know, you're just kind of going through the motions, not really, you know, doing anything intentional, not necessarily playing a big game, just, you know, doing what you do, no real aim or direction. It's a question. And here's the thing. If that's you, it makes sense to know, right? Makes sense to know. But either way, we want to be living with intention always. So we'll be talking about that today too. But the topic, the topic overall this morning that I love to cover with you all is the number one way to develop yourself. The number one way to develop yourself. And the questions I'm going to be asking, one, are you on autopilot? But another one is, I want to know how often do you stop and reflect on your behavior? How often do you stop and reflect on your behavior? Okay. The third question is, you know, ask yourself this. Where do you focus most? Like in terms of your own personal journey, what it is that you're doing, where do you focus most? And in your focus, are you focusing on your behavior? Like what I'm doing? Or are you focused on the behavior of others? All right. And then last but not least, we'll do a little talking about where do you fall within the four pillars of life. As you guys know, the Murder Mediocrity Summit and Experience is coming March 31st. If you haven't bought your tickets, I'm telling you, you should. We have the full lineup. Dr. Camila Stevenson on health and well-being. Love McPherson talking about relationships and how to take our relationships to the next level. By the way, this is taking every area of your life to the next level. Okay. 
Matt Sapala will be in the building talking about work and money. And Damon Williams will also be a part of the speaker lineup. And we're going to be making you laugh. Why? Because laughter is such an important, critical part of living fully, right? Living in the moment. So we're going to be doing all of that. Of course, I'll be there to walk you through purpose and spirituality and to coach you through the entire day to ensure that you get what you came for. So looking forward to that. Again, you can buy tickets at MurderMediocrity.com, um, and they're currently 20% off. Hey, you notice the price keeps rising because as the venue feels, you know, the price goes up. That's how it works. And we're, we're about 50%, 50%. So um, that happened quickly. Do not miss out because, you know, everybody wasted the last minute. I don't want this to sell out on you. So you can uh, get 20% off right now if you go to MurderMediocrity.com, use the 20-off discount code. All right, well, let's get into the topic. And one of the things that I want to do today is I I love to be in conversation with you guys. Anything that's on your mind, anything that you want to talk about, you know, I I always come with an agenda just in case, you know, you all prefer to listen. But um, if there's something on your mind, something you want to chat about, 773-591-1690. And when, when I say that, let me be specific. I'm a coach. Okay, this show is about coaching, about taking your life to the next level. Coaching is creating your life from the future. And so from that perspective, one of the things that I have no problem doing on this show is coaching on the air. If you don't mind confidentiality, if you don't mind, you know, getting on the air and sharing whatever it is that's in your space, then by all means, call in and give me a request for coaching. I, I love to support you in any way possible. Um, as I always say, my, my purpose is your success. Um, and so would love to have you all give us a phone call, 773-591-1690. But here's what I want to talk about today overall, Okay. What I want to talk about today is this idea of living by default, okay? This notion of living by default and the impact that that can have on our lives. And to bring some color to it, I want you to think about how you start your week. You know, it's Monday morning, right? Not Sunday morning because Sunday most of us still aren't necessarily you know, we, we're not working. Some of us have to work, but others don't. And so it's Monday morning. You wake up to the blare of your alarm clock that serves both as your enemy and your friend, right? Because <laughs> most of us wake up fatigued. We're going to talk about that at the summit, health and well-being. And then after you stumble out of bed, you stretch. It's a new day. And the question becomes, are you going to live today on purpose? Are you going to live today on purpose? So there's coffee for a lot of us, unfortunately, right? 75% of Americans are dehydrated because they start their day with coffee, which is a dehydrator, right? And then don't drink enough water throughout the day. 
which is why we have the cycle of fatigue. But I digress. That's not what I want to talk about right now. <laughs> but there's coffee. Then you take a shower, toothpaste and a toothbrush. There's zippers, buttons, combs, and a hairbrush likely. Then, you know, there's, there's your breakfast, right? If you have time to eat breakfast, because most of us wake up rushed. I mean, we bolt out of bed into our day. No time to be intentional. No time to, to meditate. No time to be thankful. Just bolt into our day. So then maybe you have breakfast, a cup of oatmeal, a bowl of cereal, fruit, whatever you have for breakfast. Unfortunately, some of us are starting the day with a bunch of carbs. No fruit, no veggies, the way our bodies intended. Again, I'm going to stop. It's hard for me not to go into the health and well-being thing. But the question becomes, you know, if this is your morning routine, do you do anything within that routine on purpose? And I'm not talking about getting dressed on purpose. I'm talking about creating your day on purpose. I mean, this is your morning routine, but have you done anything on purpose yet? If this is what your Monday looks like. But wait, I'm not done. Then we rush out the house to sit and stop and go traffic, especially if you're in Chicago. We tune into the radio and we listen to the morning rush hour music mix, or maybe we listen to the news. Right. Some of us, we have Monday morning conference calls. So before we even get into the office, we're working. Our mind is occupied. This, you know, we can't necessarily think to ourselves. And so here we are, Monday morning conference call to go with the exhaust fumes of the cars. And maybe for others, there's no music. There's no news. There's no cars. It's just a idle conversation with a friend. Right. I say idle because are you speaking with purpose? So every Monday we head into the same office on the same floor to see the same people to sit in the same cube or the same office. But it's a new week. Are you going to live this week on purpose? Typically, Mondays, we despise. Tuesday, we barely recognize because Wednesday is hump day. Then we can throw back Thursday and thank God it's Friday. I mean, that's that's seriously how our weeks go. And then it's the weekend. (laughs) The weekend. And that favorite Friday afternoon question that we ask ourselves right in the office place. Hey. Got any plans? Notice how we plan the weekend, but we don't plan the week. We plan the weekend, but we don't plan the week. And by the way, when we plan the weekend, often when we're planning the weekend, it's plan. It's all about other people's stuff, birthday parties, grocery store. I mean, but are you living on purpose? And then. Saturday brings sleep or not. (laughs) I know in my house it doesn't because we got a little one. 
So then there's errands, there's chores, there's social obligations, there's small, small children and little leagues and big children and big league sports. And Saturday is over. And then we're back to Sunday and Sunday sermons and dinners and football and work. Oh, back to work. Look like it's Monday all over again. What have you done on purpose? What have you done on purpose? So this morning, here's my question for reflection. Is your life set to default? I mean, because what I just went through is a life by default. Are you interrupting your day with intention? With a clarity of purpose? Are you living your life on purpose in service of your purpose? See, most of us want to have fulfilled lives, but having a fulfilled life means that there's a life of intention a life of commitment and a life where you're taking action on those intentions and those commitments that are aligned with the purpose that you have in this life. But are you living on purpose? See, here's the thing. We've been told that life is a gift. Yet most of the time, it doesn't seem to feel that way, does it? And so instead, what we hear is life is hard. Life is hard. Let me tell you something. Life is real hard when your life is set to default. When the knob is set to default in your mind, in your subconscious, you're not awake. You know why it gets hard? Because when you're not awake, you bump into things. And when you bump into things, it hurts. Doesn't feel good. And I'll tell you, for me personally, I prefer the rigor of intention, the rigor of purpose, the discipline of intention and purpose. I prefer to see the pain coming at me, to know that I'm going to have to work hard than to be living by default, asleep and bumping into things, stumbling into things, falling into cliffs because I'm not awake, because I'm living by default, because I'm not living my life. On purpose, aligned with my purpose. So we've been told that life is a gift, but it doesn't feel that way. And I believe we experience the deep drudgery of our daily routine simply because we fail to take full ownership of our lives. You know, we're upset by what the boss told us. We'll let a coworker ruin our entire day. What? I mean, how is it that we allow other people to have so much power over us, over our mental state of being, our emotional state of being, our spiritual state of being? There's a quote by Lucius Seneca, and he says, it is not that we have so little time, but that we lose so much. The life we receive is not short, but we make it so. We are not ill provided, but use what we have wastefully. Lucius Seneca. See, here's the thing. Many of us, 
We have exactly what we need. We have everything that we need. We're born with these gifts, these talents. We have everything we need to live a full, fulfilled, happy, prosperous life right here inside of us. But because we're living by default, because we're living a life that is not purposeful and intentional, because we cannot stay aligned to our commitments, what ends up happening is that now we're living someone else's plan. Now we're aligned with someone else's goals. And so as a result, we're not achieving what it is that we dream that we want to achieve. We're not hitting our intentions, our aspirations in this life. So instead of living lives committed to fulfilling our purpose on the planet, our lives are often set to default. Thus, our own time is wasted because we end up living a life dedicated to fulfilling the purpose, dreams, and aspirations of someone else. Now, I say it all the time, right? Most of us have goals, but are they personal goals? Are they the goals that we say we want to accomplish in our lives, in the area of my health and well-being? Here is what I want to accomplish in my relationship with my wife, with my significant other, with my children. Here is what I want to accomplish. I have a goal. I have a destination. I know where I'm going. In the area of my work and my finances, I have a goal. I know what I'm looking to accumulate by the end of the year. I know what my bank account should say by the end of 2018. I have a goal. I I have an intention. In terms of my purpose and spirituality, I know my purpose. I'm living aligned with my purpose. And so because of that, I have a goal around my spirituality. I have a goal around my purpose and where I should be by the end of the year. But see, the problem is we get too caught up living by default. We wake up Monday, we bought into the week, and we don't have time. We don't have time. To think about ourselves. So instead we spend 8, 10 hours a day, 40 to 60 hours a week working for somebody else, fulfilling their goals, doing what it is they want us to do, sweating, crying, all of this for someone else. And our own goals, our own aspirations, our own dreams, our own ideas, they die. They die because we're living a life that lacks intention. Isn't it about time you took your life off autopilot and stopped living by default? I mean, isn't it time? Like right now, I want you to begin thinking about how you spend your Monday, how you spend your Tuesday. Many of us, we're We're so wound up by the end of the day. We're exhausted. We can't even pour into the people that we love properly because we're so exhausted. And then we don't don't even know what we've accomplished, what we've done. I mean, why are you so tired? What did you do that has you exhausted, that has you fatigued? Like I said, part of the reason we're tired is because we're living by default and we don't even know how our body works. How the amazing chemistry and and biology of this thing that we call the human body works. And so we just exist. 
not trying to understand the science, not trying to gain more knowledge. We just exist. You know, that's one of the reasons why I created this Murder Mediocrity Summit, because I believe that some of us need to get interrupted. We need for the routine to get interrupted because the routine is all default. The routine is all idle piloted and we need a wind to come by and, and knock the plane off course. So we have to take the we have to take the the wheel ourselves. Because if we wake up and take the wheel, we might actually accomplish some things. So let me give you a few examples on how you can shift your living at default into purposeful living. But before I do it, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break in a moment here. But I, I want to get into these questions of how do you shift from living in default to living a purposeful life. Because let me tell you something. One of the things that we're up against if we're living by default is that we do have a routine. That we're living this life by habit. Right? And if we're living this life by habit, then it becomes difficult to break the habit. So how do we break habits? Well, the first piece is intention. I'm going to ask these questions after the break to help you out. But the first piece is intention, right? The second piece is commitment. See, one of the reasons why we have such a hard time breaking a habit, breaking a routine, is because we don't really understand commitment. Commitment by its very nature is not circumstance, not circumstantial. And situational. Commitment is. I have set an intention. And this intention is something that I'm committed to seeing through as a goal. And I am going to accomplish that goal no matter what. No matter if I fail in this moment. No matter if I fail tomorrow. I am going to accomplish this goal. That's commitment. But what happens is. We're so addicted to the routine that if we have one failure, one misstep as we chase the commitment, then what happens is we get discouraged and we fall back into the illusion of ease around our way of living by default. And I say the illusion of ease because, like I said, when you're not woke, you bump into things and it hurts. Are you tired of your job but feel trapped by the paycheck? Are you grappling with your personal identity and who you really are? Are you looking for tips and tools that will enhance your life holistically? If you answered yes to many of these questions, then come to the first annual Murder Mediocrity Summit on Saturday, March 31st. Come to be educated, empowered, and emboldened in taking your life to the next level. At the Murder Mediocrity Summit, Lanelle Harris and other powerful guest speakers will share insights on the four pillars of life, achieving your goals, how to stay committed no matter what, and so much more. You will dance, you will laugh, you will learn, you will cry. You will leave being inspired and motivated to live your best life. 
go to MurderMediocrity.com and purchase your tickets to the Murder Mediocrity Summit on Saturday, March 31st. Purchase your tickets today. All right, we're back. So let me share a few of the questions. But before that, again, if you're not going to be in attendance at the Murder Mediocrity Summit and you're here in Chicago or you're somewhere else and you can get here, I'm telling you, you're going to be missing out because we all need to be interrupted. I need to be interrupted. That's why I work with the coach every week, because in the middle of my week, I need to be interrupted. I need to have a check in to make sure that I'm living intentionally, powerfully, purposely. So here's some things that you can ask yourself or here's some things that you can do to shift from living by default into a purposeful way of living. All right. So instead of getting caught up in the Monday morning routine, I want you to take time to think about three personal priorities for the week. You know, and and by the way, if your Monday morning is is extremely busy, you might say, Linnell, you know, you have one son, you know, and he's not even running around yet. You don't understand what my Monday morning is like. Okay, then take a few minutes on Sunday before you close your eyes and just ask yourself, what are my three personal priorities for the week? What are the three things going into this first week of March that if I accomplish these things, I know that I'm operating with some level of intention? What are those things? Just three things for the entire week. And then number two is replace that mindless, miserable commute with purposeful intention. You might say, well, Anil, how do I do that? You know, I, I hear from so many people that they don't have time to read, right? You know, I may give a client a book and I say, hey, man, you know, this book will really help you. And they'll say, well, I, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time to read. And so if you don't have time to read, maybe it's time to make the traffic an opportunity to listen to audiobooks. See, here's the thing. When, when you're living your life with intention, what happens is you start looking for opportunity. All right, if I can't read the book, when can I listen to the book, right? Because I know I need to consume the book as an input so that it can have impact on my life so I can continue to be aligned with my intentions. So start looking for ways to the things that really get underneath your skin. You're like, all oh, the traffic is so bad. And, you know, I sit in traffic and I waste. Okay, well, get intentional. How can you create something powerful and positive out of the things that feel negative in your life? Number three is get creative. This is your life we're talking about. So start getting intentional about the life you desire to create. You know, we get stuck. Get creative. How can you begin to shift things up in a way that would allow you to move forward powerfully? So those are three things. We'll cover a few more. But maybe you know your purpose. Maybe as you've been listening, you're like, well, Anel, that's good and you know, my life is, I'm not living by default. I know my purpose. I know what my purpose is on the planet. And I'm actually headed out right now to go fulfill that purpose. Well, if that's the case, the question I have is, are you truly committed to living in the pursuit of that purpose? 
I mean, fully, all the time. And that's a question I would ask myself when I was in corporate America. Like, okay, am I living fully aligned with my purpose all the time? And the question was no. And I start asking myself that question so much that I start to get dissatisfied. I had this feeling of dissatisfaction when I would go to work. And I, I mean, I had a good job and, and my job had elements of my purpose in it, but I couldn't be me. I couldn't really deliver on my talents, my strengths. And so asking myself that question began to drive a certain sense of dissatisfaction. See, one of one of the things that we try to do is we try to, in a lot of ways, insulate ourselves emotionally. You know, we don't want to feel any dissatisfaction. We don't want to feel any uh, dis-ease. You know, we want to always feel good. But see, what happens when, 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 you art, when you artificially create a sense of ease, and I say artificial, right, because many of us aren't satisfied with our current way of living. But it becomes artificial because we have our favorite television program, right, or our, our favorite sports team. And those things become distractions from how we really feel about what's going on in our lives. You know, we have our favorite drink that kind of eases us and makes us feel, feel just a little bit better, right? And it becomes a distraction for how things are really going in our life. So we, we have these things that we do that push our, our, ourselves away mentally from feeling dissatisfied with the current life we live. Because if I don't feel dissatisfied, then that means I don't have to do anything, right? But what I'm telling you is if you're dissatisfied, you need to feel dissatisfaction. Because emotion is energy in motion. And that emotion of dissatisfaction will actually allow you to begin to do something about the things that you're dissatisfied about. So be careful. Be careful making yourself feel better with television. And shows and YouTube and all these other things that can distract us from what's really going on. Are you living on purpose? Steve Maraboli says, your greatest self has been waiting for you your whole life. Don't make it wait another another minute longer. Don't make it wait. Like I said, we're born with a seed of greatness. We're born with all these talents and strengths. And many of us, we have no idea what they are because we haven't tapped into it because we have stayed in a lot of ways, disengaged. So live your life on purpose according to your purpose. And let's talk real quick about this autopilot thing. Because I want to give you an example of what it means to be living on autopilot. I want to give you a real life example that I think many of us have experienced in living our lives by default or on autopilot. So here's what happens. You ever pull into a parking lot? You pull into the parking lot and you pull into, maybe it's at work. You pull into the work parking lot and you realize that you don't remember the drive. You don't remember how you got there. That ever happened to you? You know, you're like, man, how did I get here? I drove to work, but I had so much on my mind. You know, I was thinking about so many things 
that I've, I've literally pulled into my parking space at the job and I don't remember getting here. Has that ever happened to you? It's happened to me. And when it happens to you, does it shake you up a little bit? I know it shook me up. Oh, you know, I, I begin to have a conversation with myself like Linnell. You can't do that. That's dangerous. What if, you know, something had happened on the road that you should have been paying attention to? You could have had an accident. Hey, let me tell you, if you're living your life on autopilot, you could be headed towards an accident. So you pull into the parking lot. And by the way, you make it there safely. So that means you stopped at the stoplights. You signaled when you had lane changes and you did everything that you were supposed to do. But you don't remember getting there. See, this is what happens in life, because often we can be, you know, celebrating a birthday. And then as we celebrate the birthday, maybe it's a milestone. Maybe you turn 30 years old or maybe you turn 40 years old or maybe you turn 50 or 60. But when you look back over your life, when you look back over the last decade, over the last 10 years, you're asking yourself, what was I doing? What did I accomplish? What did I do? Why did I make decisions that way? Why did I work there so long? Autopilot. See, because when we're, when we're driving like that, what happens is we're in such deep thought about the upcoming presentation that you have to deliver at work or the contentious relationship you have with a coworker or simply what to make for dinner that night that you drove to work on autopilot. But some of us, are so consumed by making a paycheck, by paying the bills, by trying to keep up with the Joneses or by someone else's agenda or goals that 10 years later we look up and we're trying to figure out how we got there. How did I get here? Do you recall how startled you were when you pulled into that parking spot? See, this is what I mean by the wake-up call. Like, it, you know, hopefully... Today, it doesn't have to be a birthday. Hopefully, as you listen to me, it's shaking you up. It's making you think, saying, wait a second. Wait a second now. At this point in my life, I said I would be doing something differently. At this point in my life, I said I would have accomplished more. At this point in my life, I said that I would be married. I would have children. What's going on? And see, what happens is we want to blame the environment. We want to blame everything else around us. Maybe the right man hasn't come my way or the right woman hasn't come my way. But were you intentional? Were you intentionally preparing yourself for relationship, for love? See, one of the reasons many of us aren't in relationship is because we're not ready for a relationship. And we're the only one that doesn't know it. The person that's dating us that left, they knew it. That's why they left. But here we are, sitting like a victim, wondering what's going on. Why are there no good men? Why are there no good women? When maybe there's an opportunity if I focus in on myself, if I get related to myself, I'll begin to see that I have opportunities. And maybe some of these opportunities have sent people running. Are you living on autopilot? One of the questions I asked at the beginning of the show is where do you focus? Do you focus on you or do you focus on others? When it comes to your behavior, 
How focused are you on your own behavior? How focused are you on, on your own way of thinking? When you have an interaction with someone else and maybe it doesn't go well, do you ask yourself, what did I do? How could I have done better? We're going to talk about that in the next hour. Give you all some places to look. Anyway, when I have these autopilot driving experiences, you know, I get angry with myself. Linnell, you can't do that. And most of us get startled by the autopilot driving experience because we understand how dangerous driving can be. Even when we are fully aware of all of our actions. Thus, driving on autopilot can potentially be very costly. Yet, even with the full knowledge of the potential danger, we still have to work at driving consciously and intentionally to stay fully engaged behind the wheel. Think about that. When we're driving, we have to work to stay conscious, to stay fully present behind the wheel. Now, let's take this auto driving experience and compare it to life. And ask yourself, are you living on autopilot? When was the last time you were deliberate about how you lived out an entire day? Here are the things that I'm going to accomplish today. Here are the things that I'm going to do. And this is how my day will go. And then actually live that day aligned with the intention. Right? How often does that happen? What about a week? That's right. When was the last time you planned out every day of the week? And to be clear, I'm, I'm not talking about meetings and conference calls at work. I'm, pos- I'm talking about your personal time. Like one of the things I'm really present to is today I leave for Africa. My flight leaves at 430. One of the things that traveling will do is it will make you get intentional about every hour, every day. You know, I know what the rest of my day looks like. I know what I have to do. As soon as I leave here, I got to drop something at the post office. And then after I go to the post office, I have to go to the pharmacy to get my malaria medicine. And after I get my malaria medicine, then I have to go to Kinko's and make some release form copies. And after I see, I know exactly what I have to do, right? Got a checklist. That's one of the things that traveling and vacations do. They make you get intentional. I know what's happening Monday. I mean, I know where we'll be. I know what we'll be doing. I know what's happening Tuesday. I even know what I'm going to wear, right? That's what traveling will do. But when it comes to normal life and living, are you that intentional? Do you think about this? Do you think about your day? Do you think about every day of the week? And to be clear, I mean, to the point where you know what you want to accomplish. What are the top three things that you're going to take out of this upcoming week? When was the last time you planned all your personal time for a month? Like, you know what you're going to do this upcoming month. You know what you're going to be playing, what you're going to be doing. When was the last time you planned out a year? Right now, working with the Slayer Goals members, we had a phone call last week. And we're talking about how to plan out the year, how to set, how to set milestones for your year and then create action plans for your month. So that way your month is planned out. Hey, by the way, they're getting this type of coaching for less than $40 a month. Slayyourgoals.com. You can download the book for free too. 
See, here's the thing. Making a New Year's resolution is different from creating the plan to see your resolution through to the end of the year. Right. It's real easy to set an intention. That's why when I came on earlier, I said it takes intention, commitment and action. Because it's easy to set an intention. That's one of the reasons why so few people accomplish New Year's resolutions. So. When was the last time you planned out a year or have you just been going with the flow? You know, some people say, I don't set New Year's resolutions. I don't do goals. Ah, okay, you're just going with the flow. Because if you don't put an intention out there, what's going to happen is you're going to get blown with the wind. Blown with the wind. Maybe you've never created a plan. You've been just going with the flow. If that's the case, I do hope this morning I've startled you. I do hope this morning I've woken you up. You're a bit shaken because the truth of the matter is no one plans to be unhealthy. Hear me right now. Listen to what I'm saying. Okay. Nobody plans to be unhealthy. Nobody plans to get sick. No one plans out financial struggle. Nobody says by the end of the year, I want to be financially struggling. Nobody says that. No, nobody plans to create a bad habit. They can't kick. Nobody says that. Oh, yeah, by the time, you know, I'm 20 years old, I want to be addicted to a drug. Nobody says that. See, nobody plans to be unhappy. Nobody plans to live a life that's a joke. Nobody plans to come up just a little bit short in their life. And nobody plans to retire broke. Nobody. Yet it happens. It happens because people like you and I every day don't have a plan. We don't have a plan. It happens because we don't plan. One of the reasons I'm bringing Matt Sapala to the summit, because we need to have a plan. We need to know how to plan out how we're going to handle our money. I would rather spend money today. That will create financial security tomorrow. Then to have a big house today and retire broke. You hear me? See, here's the thing. In this instant gratification society where all of us are living by autopilot and default, we have inputs going into our mind and the media is telling us you need the big house. You need the big car. You want to be satisfied right now in the moment. Kick that feeling of dissatisfaction. Go ahead and make yourself feel good. And then you start making yourself feel good. And right now you feel good because you drive nice. You got a nice house. You look nice. You got nice clothes. But then 10 years from now, you're broke. And you're trying to figure out how did this happen? How did this happen? Because nobody plans to be broke. What happens is they just don't plan. They just don't have a plan. And when you don't have a plan, that's called living life by default. That's what it is to be driving your life on autopilot. And I'm telling y'all, it's time for us to put our hand on the wheel. Because while driving on autopilot, it might get you to work. But living on autopilot won't get you anywhere worth being, let me tell you. It won't get you anywhere worth being. You know, people ask me all the time, man, 
You know, now, how do you do the things you do? Or they'll say, I want to be you when you, when, when I grow up. What, you know, no, no. You don't want to be me when you grow up. All you got to be is intentional. All you got to be is dissatisfied. All you got to be is disciplined. That's it. Ain't no difference. So here's the thing. I'm not asking for your money. I'm not asking for your money. I'm not asking for your firstborn. I'm just asking today that you get fully engaged in your life. That's what I'm asking. I'm asking you to be deliberate about how you live. Disengage the autopilot and come off cruise control. And yeah, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some work. But isn't 2018 the perfect year to start creating your plan? Isn't this the perfect time right now to get intentional, to get committed? Are you in? I mean, is the answer yes? Because if it is, then it's time to work. It's time to create a plan. And then that's why I'm here. That's why I tell you to call in to get support. That's what the Murder Mediocrity Summit is about. Creating a plan, but not just creating a plan, but getting the information you need to completely, completely transform your life. Because part of transforming your life starts up here in your mind. To transform your life, you have to transform your mind. Now, in the next hour, two things I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about, well, actually more than two things. I'm going to talk about the number one way to develop yourself. Right. We talked about transforming the mind, the number one way to develop yourself. And then we're also going to talk about why many of us live on autopilot. I'm going to give you a teaser right now. One of the reasons many of us find it difficult to come off autopilot is because we're not playing a big enough game. See, think about it like this. When you're driving a brand new car for the first time. Let's say it's an expensive car. Let's say you're driving Rolls Royce. You know, it's your first time in a Rolls Royce. Do you think you're going to be driving on autopilot? Do you think you're going to disengage in a quarter million dollar car? No, you you know, you're going to be very aware when you change lanes. You're going to be looking around your, your shoulder as you change lanes. You know, you might even park the vehicle. It might take you five minutes to park the vehicle because you're going to pull in slowly. You want to make sure there's no scratches, no dings, right? Why? Because you're driving a big car that basically has the connotation for big things. But see, when, when you don't have big goals, when you're not playing a big game, it's easy to tune out. I mean, you know, it's easy to play a game that you don't have to be fully engaged in. That's why I always say go big or go home. So one of the reasons we live on autopilot, it's so easy for us to be on autopilot, is because your game's not big enough. You need to be playing a bigger game. Because if you're playing a bigger game, you be woke. You be like, okay, what do I have to do? Let me tell you. I mean, come on, I got this summit coming. Y'all know I'm looking at every day of March trying to ask myself, how do I maximize this to make sure that we fully bring the experience we intend to bring for the summit? Why? Because that's part of my big game. 
something I've never done before, right? I got to stay woke. It's a big game. I can't go into my Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays asleep just on a basic routine. Why? Because it's a big game. What's your big game? And are you willing to go big or go home? It's a good question. All right. In the next hour when we come up, we're going to talk about the big game, what it means to go big or go home. We're also going to discover the number one way to develop yourself. And then I have a special guest calling in who's going to be giving away some tickets to the Murder Mediocrity Summit. So you do not want to miss this next hour. And then I'm going to close the show giving some more thoughts about the upcoming journey to Africa. I'm super excited about it, and I can't wait to share uh, some of what we'll be creating with some of you. All right, you've been listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris, your life coach, right here on WVON 1690 AM. We'll be back right after the break. All right. Good morning. We're back. You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris, your life coach, right here on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. All right. We started this morning's conversation with Are You Living by Default? And is your life on autopilot? So this next hour, I got a special guest on the phone lines right now, Ginger Birkenbuehl from Burke Creative. Um, Ginger will be joining us shortly, and she is sponsoring two tickets to the Murder Mediocrity Summit. So make sure you stay tuned so you can find out how to get those tickets. And then this next hour, we're going to be talking about four, the four pillars of life. We're going to be covering two of those pillars. And then the number one way to develop yourself. The number one way to develop yourself. But real quick, I want you to pull out your notebook. Because I, I want to prove to you how I know the majority of Americans are on autopilot. And I, I got a bunch of stats that I know will blow your mind. So let's start with work. One in two of you don't like your job. 52% of Americans are unhappy and completely disengaged at work. And when you realize that most of us spend about 57% of our waking time at work. That's a problem. Okay. And on average, we spend 12 years of our life at work. And the relationship that most of us have to work is all about money. So let me share these stats and then I'm going to chat with Ginger. But Ginger, I think you're on the line. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. How about yourself? It's beautiful. It's sunny. It's amazing Isn't outside. It? It's gorgeous. It's Women's History Month. Yes. It's gorgeous. <laughs> hey, Ginger, I want to share something. Did you know that 42% of Americans, they work paycheck to paycheck? Yes. And did you know that that includes the 25% that make over $100,000 a year? No. Did you know that? No, I did not know so, that. So many of us think that the reason wow. we're in the financial situation that we're in is because of the fact that we don't make enough money. But that stat itself debunks the fact that having enough money has to do with your financial situation. It's all about how you think about money and how you relate to money. 
One of the things that we'll be talking about at the summit. But check out the rest of these stats. It's going to blow your mind. 29% of American workers have less than $1,000 in savings. Did you know that? No. Wow. Check this one out. Half have less than one month's income saved. So that means if if they make $5,000 a month, they have less than 2500 put away. Hmm. The what pers- about retirement? Oh, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. The personal <laughs> savings rate in 2014 was just 4.4%. People saved only 4.4% of what they brought in. Meaning that out of every $1,000 earned, the average American spent all of it, all of it, except for $44. Isn't this crazy? Yeah, it's insane. We're a consumer society. Yes. We are. We are. I'm, and I'm going, I'm getting to a point. Uh, millennials have a saving rate of negative 2%. And approximately 10 million U.S. households have no bank account whatsoever. But remember, you, you said we're a spending society. Do you know that the average American household has a total debt of $117,000? Wow. And that the total U.S. credit card debt is almost $800 billion? Hmm. And that the Americans spend $70 billion playing the lottery? <laughs> That's $300 per adult, y'all. Like, hey, hey, hey what? <laughs> And Ginger, you were on Facebook. I was talking about living on autopilot. This is the consequence. 52% of Americans couldn't cover a $400 unforeseen expense without borrowing money. 52%, y'all. Ooh, man. The only 17% of the population, only 17% of the population has an emergency, emergency fund that could last three to five months. Only 17%. And 2.5 million Americans took out a car title loan to cover expenses. A car title loan? What's that? A car title loan is when you have a car and you put your title up so you can get a little money. Never even heard of that. Oh, Didn't it, even know you could do that. You can oh do it. It's a, good, it's a good thing you've never heard of it, Ginger. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Only 18% of Americans are very confident they'll have enough saved for retirement. 18%. The average 50-year-old has just $42,000 saved. The average 50-year-old, $42,000. That's it. They're 15 years from retirement. They have less than 50 grand. And 36% of Americans are not saving at all for retirement. I mean, they're not saving at all. 93% of Americans have access to a 401k but only 67% contribute. Now, I could keep going. (laughs) I could keep going. I'm done. Why is this happening? Because, one, so many people are on autopilot. So many people are living by default. But then here's the third thing. So many people don't know how to do different. That is what we're going to be talking about at the Murder Mediocrity Summit, how to do different in every aspect of your life, your health, your relationships, your work and money, and your purpose and spirituality. Ginger, thank you so much for joining us this morning. How, thank you for I having mean, me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to ask you again, how are you after listening to those? Like, what, what's going through your mind right now? I don't know. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, I need to go to the, media, the, the Murder Mediocrity Conference. I mean, absolutely have to get there and find out 
<laughs> how to change the trajectory. Yeah. You know, um, I- of, of my life, my friend's life, everybody I'm working with, you know, all the businesses that I'm working with, you know, what, what do we need to do to, to transform our thinking? You know, what do we need to do to, to, to change the direction of our lives? Whatever it is that we're doing every single day, we have to make a change to it. There's just no doubt. I mean, I've always felt this, but mm-hmm. I've never really had it in the statistics that you just dropped on the morning table this morning. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, this, yeah. is, this is the reality, right? And this is one of the reasons why mm-hmm. I decided to create the conference, because the conference, the summit is an experience. And this experience is an experience that will hopefully startle and shake us. And have us leaving motivated, inspired, intentional, committed, and ready to take action. I mean, that's the idea, right? So we can take action in these areas of life. And I want to thank you, Ginger, for being willing to sponsor two tickets. It sounds like you're like, is it one ticket now? Are you going to use one of them? (laughs) I'm going to use the ticket I gave away, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So it it looks like she took how long is the conference? I mean, how, I yeah. give me some details about it because I know I know from a very high level, but I'm interested in the details. Yeah, yeah. So no, that's a, that's a great question. So it's registration starts at 8 a.m. that morning. The conference itself, the summit itself, kicks off at 9 a.m. and we kick off with an opening experience. And what I, what I mean by the opening experience is, is it's an experience where we all get become fully present. See, one of the things is most of us aren't present, right? And because we're not present, we go to conferences, we go to summits, we do these things, but we don't get the fullness of what we can get. And so the idea is we open the morning with this experience that brings everyone into the room, right? And then Mm -hmm. we have group activities. And I mean, it's set for networking, by the way, Ginger. So you, you get to network with other people and create relationships throughout the day with other people as you begin to build out these intentions and commitments. You're going to be sharing that with other people because there's nothing more powerful than intentional accountability, right? Right. And then in the morning, the two speakers that are lined up are Dr. Camila Stevenson and Love McPherson. Do you know who Dr. Camila Stevenson is? I do not. So she is, uh, her doctorate is in medical research. Um, She is the CEO and president of Healthy and Better, and she has a passion for helping people live a more vibrant life through information, right? Through information. So many of us, we don't necessarily have our health and well-being isn't where it needs to be. Not because like a lot of us say, well, I'm just lazy and I don't go to the gym. But what Dr. Camila says is that no, it's likely because you don't have the right information. And so you're fatigued because you don't have the right information. And you're not taking the right supplements. And the fatigue is what's keeping you from being able to work out and have the energy to do some of these things. So she's going to be amazing because I think a lot of people are going to be shocked directionally from where she comes from in terms of this information. Right. Um, And then you have Love McPherson, who is amazing. Do you know who Love McPherson is? I, You know, the name is really familiar. Um, Tell me about her. She, I love the first name, Love McPherson. Love, love, it's great. So if you if you didn't guess already, she's going to be our, our our speaker on relationships and love. <laughs> I know. I want to know about that too. And she is amazing. <laughs> when she was on the air with us a few weeks ago, one of the things she said that is still stuck with me is that many of us don't know how to be in relationship. So remember, I said this this summit is about gathering knowledge that will transform our lives. She's going to teach us how to be in relationship because many of us don't, I, I, 
I'm still learning how to be in a relationship. My wife will tell you. <laughs> you a new baby, too, so that's adding a whole nother level. I know. I know. So mm-hmm. that's that's the first part of the day. And then in between these experiences, I'll be taking the audience through different exercises, right? A self-love experience, a self-examination experience. Um, and then we'll break for lunch. And by the way, these experiences... I'm going to be using coaching methodology, right? Transformational methodology to help everyone move forward. Um, so this is going to be one of the largest group coachings. And, oh, and check this out. I have certified professional coaches who will be in the building to support anyone in the audience that needs support when we're going through these coaching experiences. How about that? Ooh, Ooh. how do you get one of those? How do you get one of those? What do you well, do? Do you raise your hand and say, I need you? Come help me now. They, yes, absolutely. And they'll be roaming. Oh, my God. Yeah, they'll be roaming around. That's so cool. Yeah. By the way, if you're listening right now, you're like, okay, Linnell, I'm there. All you have to do is go to murdermediocrity.com to buy your ticket. Right now, you can get the ticket for 20% off. 20% off if you use the 20 off discount code. Um, and I'm talking to Ginger Birkenbuehl of Burke Creative, president and CEO of Burke Creative. So, Ginger. Um, I'm going to cover what we're going to do after lunch, but before I do that, tell us a little bit about your business. And then I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about who you are, um, because you're an amazing woman. You've done so much already for the community, but tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, thank you. Uh, My company, Burt Creative is works on global brand strategy for enterprise and enterprise thinking businesses. Some of my largest clients are in the tech space, Silicon Valley, but I also do quite a bit of work in the public sector as well. I have individual clients. And tell us tell us who some guys. of your clients are so they know. Oh, so my clients, yeah. yeah. Who, um, who are some well, of your clients? I, uh, that's wonderful. Google is one of my largest clients. Yeah. Um, I also work with Ericsson, AECON, one of the largest global engineering companies in the world. Um, I work for large school districts, which include Oakland Unified School District um, and also Broward County Public Schools. So sad about what happened to them yeah. last month. Um, and I also do work for some celebrities. And I just onboarded my new global partnership advisor, Reggie Jackson, which some of you might know that are listening and yeah. you too will know. Um, yep. He is obviously in the Hall of Fame. He's a wonderful, he's, he's like the original, entre- the original African-American entrepreneur. Yes. You know, he was, he was an entrepreneur before anybody even knew what one was, yeah, you know, yeah, no with problem. all of his products and his advertisements and his corporate relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a company now, so he's on my, he's on my advisory board. Um, and I have some small, you know, medium sized companies and different verticals, education, products, retail, you know, things like that. So you can find out more about the work that my agency does and the team that's on my company at BurkeCreative.com. I have lots of information. I have an ability for people to sign up for my mailing list and I'm very active on Instagram where you can find me at Burt Creative yes, and I post a lot of things about my workshops and some things about my family and my, my three sons. Real exciting the things that are going on this year with my agency and my client work. That's awesome. One, thank you for joining. By the way, mm-hmm. Ginger does phenomenal work and this is the type of person who will be at the Murder Mediocrity Summit, okay? People who are doing big things. So when I said, you know, the networking you never know who you're going to be next to, who you're going to be paired with, and what it is that they do and how that might enhance what it is that you do. Ginger, I know recently you held the Google workshops all over the Chicagoland community that had a tremendous impact on me and my business, but the business of many others. So thank you for that. You're um, welcome. And now you're sponsoring two tickets. So let's talk about what people need to do 
to get one of these tickets. Let's talk about that right now. So what, is, mm-hmm. what does someone need to do to get one of these tickets? What does someone need to do? Well, I really actually leave it up to you. I think that what, what I was attracted to. We had already discussed always, it. We had already discussed it. I know, it. I know. What's always, what's always been attractive about you, well, no, honestly, is, you know, you and I found each other. I found you on LinkedIn because That's you're right. very active. Right. Mm-hmm. You're very open. You're, you're bright. And I say bright, I mean, you're just, you know, you can tell that you're curious and you want to know what's happening. And so mm-hmm. I think that, you know, for anyone that wants to know and that wants to be connected to you, you know, needs to understand that. Your a relationship with you will open an extraordinary amount of doors for all kinds of things. Open the doors of your mind, open the doors of your pocketbook to learn how to make more, how to get more. So I think that that's the first step. You know, as far as winning, I would suggest that anybody that engages with you on social media is really the best place to give away these tickets. I think that what's important for underrepresented businesses, specifically black businesses. And those, and I do encourage someone that has a business or is thinking about a business to try to get these two tickets to your Absolutely, to your yes. Um, you know, the best portal to learn and to jump into anything is online. If you don't have a social media space for your company or your, or your entrepreneurial idea, you need to get one. And I think the number one place for you, Linnell, would probably be Facebook, right? Because you're able to do long-form content and outreach. That's right. And then the second place would be Instagram. But I do think Facebook is a great place to engage with Linnell. And that's where I think you can give away the ticket. So let's do this. This is what we're Mm going to do for everybody listening. And then I'll I'll, I'll put a Facebook post up afterwards. But for everybody listening, what I want to know is what you would create as a result of coming to the Murder Mediocrity Summit. All right. And then you're going to tag me. I want you to tag me. I want you to tag inspirational perspective. Um, no, you know what? No, take inspirational perspective. I want you to tag me and murder mediocrity. OK, so follow the murder mediocrity Facebook page. OK, and then tag murder mediocrity and me in a post that says what it is that you would create as a result of coming to the summit. OK, so share that on Facebook. I'll be tagged in it. I'll see it. This is what will happen. I will take your name and put you in the drawing for the ticket. And, oh, that sounds awesome. Yep. And by the way, if it's a couple, then both of you all can, you know, one one entry per person. But, you know, both of you all can once somebody might win the ticket, you know, so yeah, I would say go for it. Make sure that, you know, everybody that wants to go to the, to the summit submits something online on Facebook. That tells me what it is that you would create as a result of going to the summit or what you see is possible as a result in your life as a result of going to the summit. And then we'll give out those tickets. We'll award those tickets to them. What do you think about that? And you'll, and you'll be and you'll be looking for something of substance, right? You're not saying oh, you're yeah. not looking for a one sentence. No, I want, know, I want I want it to be. I want to create a company next week about X, Y, Z. I mean, you want you're looking for something of substance. And absolutely. Something that sounds, absolutely. Um, that they will, it will really impact the life of this person that wants to attend. And I think what's important too, I mean, Linnell, you have a, a extraordinarily large network. Um, you know, anybody that goes to the Murder Mediocrity Summit is going to have an opportunity to network with really interesting people doing interesting things in Chicago. Do you have people coming from other states you know yet? I do. I got people coming in from Tulsa, Oklahoma, from North Carolina, from New York, from California. So people are I mean, here's the That's thing. Amazing. If you're That's if you're amazing. in the city and wow. you're not going to going to be there, mm-hmm. you can't you cannot let folks who are outside of the city come in and get what you're supposed to be getting. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. come on. 
So again, and how much? Are, wait, how much are the tickets? Because I, I feel like that's the other piece. I mean, these are not cheap tickets. These aren't cheap seats in the nosebleed section. No. So a regular price ticket is ninety-seven dollars. A regular yep. price ticket. Now, here's the thing, Ginger. I had a sale for a long time for fifty percent off. But you know, mm-hmm. you know how it goes. We, we're living on autopilot. We're not. We're not being <laughs> intentional. And so, you know, some people, some a lot of people took advantage of it, but a lot of people didn't. Right. Um, so now it's twenty percent off. And let me tell you, as we advance and as the room begins to feel, it will be a $97 ticket. Um, and, well, these two tickets are $97 in value because there's going to be are. three for they three are. people that won it. That's I mean, right. That's going to be amazing. Yes, I'm gonna, it will. I love it. And I think that, you know, the, the important thing about Facebook is that when you talk about being on autopilot, you know, people go to Facebook in the morning on autopilot, and they're not really looking at Facebook yeah, with intention yeah. on how to use this it is very true. for their benefit versus just consuming information. So this is an opportunity to, like you suggested, you know, reverse the process and say, I'm going to be active and proactive about this work, and I'm not just going to be a passenger. That's right. I'm not going to be a passenger here. I'm going to be an active participant. And so I think that's really important. Definitely come with your business cards. And if you don't have business cards, I mean, I'm, an, I'm a digital super tech, so I don't have business cards anymore. I pretty much say, you know, if somebody wants to know who I am and find out about me or to connect with me, they'll have a LinkedIn page and then they'll find me mm-hmm. through LinkedIn. If they don't have LinkedIn, then I'm not exactly sure if they're really in business anyway, right? So right. I think that, right. you know, a stake in the ground for anybody that's, that's in business or trying to do something amazing is to think about using Facebook as a way to prospect and learn and discover and connect with people, not just to consume and, and talk about, you know, I mean, not talk about, I went to see Wakanda, but talk about I'm building Wakanda. I mean, you think about it. Now. Nice. How do you, how do you nice. use it to, to find the people that are part of your tribe? And I think you do a really good job of that, Linnell. Thank you. Thank you. Jimmy. You and everybody else at WVON, I might add. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely surrounded by other hosts who are just as savvy. So, Ginger, Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. I definitely appreciate you. Thank you to Burke Creative. By the way, if you are an entrepreneur and you need some type of support, I would say go to Ginger's website and identify whether or not she is someone who can support you. Having worked with Ginger, she's someone who operates with excellence and, uh, as you can see, cares about the community, cares about people, other people operating with excellence in their business. You've been a great help to me, Ginger. Thank you for helping two people come to the summit and uh, transform their lives come March 31st, 2018. And I have three workshops coming up, actually. Can I mention them? Yes, please, please. So I have a workshop coming up at City Hall on the 16th of March, and it's free. My Google, It's a Google and it's a digital tech workshop. On the 16th, it'll be at 9.30 in the morning to 11.30. It's about two, two and a half hours, City Hall. And I also have one coming up on March 22nd at the Roseland Chamber of Commerce. And okay. that will also be 930. And then nice. for anybody that's a member of Acción, I have workshop on the 15th of March. But you do have to be a member of Acción to participate in that workshop. And you can find these events on Eventbrite. Um, and like I said, they're free. So please do come out if you're a small existing business with a live in-market website. You that's will not regret it. You will <laughs> not. I was already online doing business. I went to Ginger's workshop. As a matter of fact, I've attended multiple workshops, didn't I? I mean, yes, workshops, you have. Like two or three. And it enhanced my thinking about my business and what I'm doing digitally. I mean, before I went to Ginger's workshop, I wasn't advertising online through Google. I wasn't verified. I mean, there's so many things that I didn't know that I wasn't doing. And Ginger opened my eyes and has helped my business tremendously. So thank you. Do you think you were on autopilot? 
I, oh, I was on autopilot. I, my, my, my online business was on autopilot. That is a yes. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm willing to own it. Thank you so much for waking me up, Ginger. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. Well, have a phenomenal Sunday. Thank you so much Thank for all you. that you do. And, you too. Uh, absolutely. Have a good one. Let me know how it goes. See you later. All right. All right. Ginger Birkenbuehl, everyone, who offered up two tickets. Ginger and I have worked together. When she told me she wanted to do this, I'm like, you have to come on and you definitely have to talk about this. You have to share because that's how important the work that she's doing is. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, the number one way to develop yourself, the number one way to develop yourself. We'll be back in a moment. Are you tired of your job but feel trapped by the paycheck? Are you grappling with your personal identity and who you really are? Are you looking for tips and tools that will enhance your life holistically? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then come to the first annual Murder Mediocrity Summit on Saturday, March 31st. Come to be educated, empowered, and emboldened in taking your life to the next level. At the Murder Mediocrity Summit, Linnell Harris and other powerful guest speakers will share insights on the four pillars of life, achieving your goals, how to stay committed no matter what, and so much more. You will dance, you will laugh, you will learn, you will cry. You will leave being inspired and motivated to live your best life. Go to MurderMediocrity.com and purchase your tickets to the Murder Mediocrity Summit on Saturday, March 31st. Purchase your tickets today. All right, we're back. You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris, your life coach right here on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. All right, the number one way to develop yourself. So if you've been listening, you, you've heard quite a bit this morning. You heard me talk about living a life on default. You heard me talk about, you know, what it is to be on autopilot. When Ginger came on, you heard me share some sobering information in terms of how Americans, the average American is doing in their finances. And then you heard us talk a little bit, a little bit about the summit, at least the morning of the summit. Now, by the way, the summit after lunch, what I didn't mention is I know that people get tired after lunch. You know, you're sitting in a, in a workshop, in a summit and the food you just ate begins to digest. And so Right at that time is where we have Damon Williams coming out and the topic is making time to laugh. So um, I'll chat with Damon for just a few minutes, ask him a few questions about his 25 year long career. And then Damon is going to get us laughing, get the blood flowing through our bodies again so we can tune back in and talk about working money with Matt Zappala. And then end the day talking about purpose and spirituality with me. Like I said, it is going to be an amazing day talking about the four pillars of life, the areas of life that if we transform them, will make our lives unrecognizable coming out of 2018. Someone on Facebook asked, is this just for entrepreneurs and business owners? Absolutely not. This is for everyone, anyone who is looking to transform any area of their life. That is what this workshop, um, this summit, I'm sorry, and experience is for. So again, MurderMediocrity.com. Um, someone asked about the book and the Slayer Goals membership. So 
If you're looking to download the book, you can go to slayyourgoals.com. It's a free download. And then that will take you towards the membership, how you become a Slayer Goals member. By the way, all my members have VIP tickets to the summit. So when I said that members will get not just all the goods, the pack, the audio book, the workbook, everything they need for setting goals and accomplishing goals, they get a monthly call. By the way, I threw in a bonus call this month. So we had two calls. In April, we'll have two calls. My whole thing is I want to give you more than what you paid for, okay? And so the Slayer Goals members, they're getting all of that, and they're getting VIP tickets to the summits because they're members. So, you know, that's actually a cheap way to get your VIP ticket is to purchase the, the membership, and then you'll be at the summit as VIP. <laughs> so, anyway, the number one way to develop yourself, let's talk about that. Now, if you're tuned in, It's likely you're tuned in because you're someone who cares about self-development. And if you care about self-development, then that means that part of what it is that you do is you're always looking for ways to improve. And I'm just going to come out right now and share it. But the number one way, the number one way, I'm sorry, Chicago is the whole city, March 31st for the summit. Thank you for the question on Periscope. Um, The number one way to develop yourself is reflection. Now, let me express how I how I think. Okay, this is where I wanted to go this morning. I wanted to talk about reflection, but I knew I couldn't talk about reflection unless I addressed the default way that many of us live. Because when you live by default, you live on autopilot. We don't create time for reflection. So first, I wanted to startle you. I wanted to wake you up. And now what I want to do is teach you how to begin to shift that. All right. So reflection is the number one way to develop yourself. And as much as I wish, I wish I could stop there and make it easy on you. I can't because reflection alone won't lead to self-development. Self-improvement requires reflection plus ownership. Reflection Plus ownership. Now, you might ask, you know, Linnell, what do you mean by that? You know, I understand what reflection is, but what do you mean by reflection and ownership? Okay. Now, before I go into that, uh, my producer just told me, got a few people calling who are asking, how do they enter the contest for the tickets? How you enter the contest for the tickets is you follow me on Murder Mediocrity, the Facebook page. You follow me on Facebook at Linnell Harris. The name is L-I-N-A-L. And then what you do is I want you to leave at least a paragraph on why you want to attend the Murder Mediocrity Summit and what it is that you will change, what it is that you will shift as a result of being at the summit. And in that post, you will tag me and you will tag Murder Mediocrity. Okay, and then I'll see it. Your name will be entered into the drawing for the tickets. All right. All right. So. Self-improvement requires reflection and ownership. And here's what I mean by ownership. Listen to this, okay? Now, let's say you had a pretty bad day at work. And you begin to reflect on a day. And upon reflecting, it's likely you identify a few things that you could have done better. All right? Now, our natural tendency when we do that is to also 
think about the things that others could have done better. And as soon as our mind goes to what other people could have done better, we begin to blame, right? The human tendency is to blame others. All right. So you're reflecting on your day. You had a bad day. You're thinking about the day. Why did I have a bad day? You begin to think about what you could have done differently. And then you remember what someone else did that impacted your day. And then the focus comes off you and goes on that person. And next thing you know, you're thinking about that person, blaming that person for how your day may have gone. All right. Because after all, it couldn't be your fault if you had a bad day. Right. Well. What if we looked through the lens of full ownership? What if instead of focusing on what others did wrong, you took ownership and reflected on what you could have done better? What could you have done better with your spouse or significant other that day? Like, what could you have done better? What could you have done better with your children or your child? What could you have done better with your boss? What could you have done better with your peers? See, these are all questions that indicate ownership through reflection. All right. So if reflection is the number one way to develop yourself, the add on to ensuring that you're fully developing is ownership through reflection. So. It's very unlikely or it's very likely that if you're listening to me right now, I'm sorry, that you're interested in self-improvement. So one of the things I would have you do is consider employing this tactic. Now, let, let's talk about this. And if you have questions, give me a phone call. Five, nine, one, sixteen, ninety. Ownership. I've talked about this before. But when you own something, think about it. It's yours. So if I think about today, how today goes is mine. All right. And let me give you a personal example. On the way to the station today, I noticed my front tire was low and I didn't have time to fill it up with air. Right. I was like, ah, if I fill it up with air, that's going to take away my 10 minute buffer. I don't know what's happening. But I also knew that if I had a flight tire, I had to own that. Now, listen to this. My wife drove my car. Friday. And so let's say the tire went flat because this is how we operate as human beings. Let's say the, the tire went flat this morning and I was late for the show or for some reason I couldn't do the show. They had to play a recording. Would I take full ownership of the flat or would the first thing that comes to my mind is why is my tire? Why was my tire low in the first place? Did my wife run over something in my car? It's her fault, right? Because as human beings, we typically survey everything around us to see what caused it. When you're coming from ownership, it doesn't matter. Ownership tells me that I saw the tire. I knew the tire was low. I knew that I probably should have put air in it. I decided not to. So I must own the fact that now maybe I missed the show. Right. And that's, that's theoretical. That's, you know, you know, like, like it happened. It didn't happen. But I'm just trying to provide an example. Let's take it even further. Often we blame others for all types of other things, right? I'll give you another example. A couple of weeks ago, 
I was going into the pantry. And I was moving quickly. We had some grapeseed oil, a brand new thing, a grapeseed oil. Everybody knows grapeseed oil can be expensive. It was sitting on the edge. And as I was pulling down what I was getting, it caught it, and it knocked the grapeseed oil down on the floor, splattered all over the place. The glass broke. We had oil all over the floor. We lost, we lost all the grapeseed oil. Right away, the first thing I said is, who put the grapeseed oil on the edge of the shelf? <laughs> Right? Because it couldn't be my fault. Now, mind you, I knocked it down. I knocked it down. But my first human tendency was to blame someone else. Who put it there? If it wasn't on the edge, I couldn't have knocked it down. And what I didn't ask myself, right, is what could I have done better? Why was I moving so quickly? Why didn't I slow down when I saw the bottle there, right? I didn't reflect on my behavior. And this is what we do in almost every aspect of our lives, right? And it's one of the reasons why so many of us aren't developing. So many of us are growing older, but we're not getting better. And the reason we're not getting better is because we are not taking the time to reflect with ownership. How can I be better? What did I do to create this situation? What did I do that has impacted my health the way my health is feeling right now? What did I do? What did I do that is impacting my relationship, my marriage? What am I doing, right? Not as what she's doing. What am I doing? What am I doing that is impacting my work, that is impacting my relationship with my boss? What am I doing? That is impacting my relationship with my coworkers. See, not what are they doing or what did they say or could they be better, but what am I doing, right? What am I doing that is impacting the money in my household? It's very easy to point the finger. But am I sitting my wife down to go over our finances? Am I setting up weekly meetings? where we discuss and communicate our finances, it's real easy to say, hey, you're spending too much money. You're putting us in financial risk. But what am I doing? How am I leading my home? How am I showing up? How am I taking ownership of the situation? How am I being at cause and fully responsible for my life, for my development, for my self-awareness? See, as a coach, Coaching is not magical. What I do is simply this. I help clients gain awareness around the areas of their life that they should be owning. I put them at choice. I put them at choice. I give them access to choice to choose something different than what they've already been choosing. And then I give them the tools, right? The tools to learn how to then make those choices with powerful intention. That way they're not living on autopilot. That's what I do as a coach. That's basically what I do. So when I'm talking about ownership and reflection, ownership and reflection is what I call self-coaching, right? I'm upset with my wife, but what did I do? You know, I almost always I pause and say, okay, You know, I want to say it's her fault, but what did I do? 
how could I have done this differently? Did I communicate everything I was supposed to communicate? Have I done all the things that I intend to do? Because if not, let me focus there first before I go talking to her or trying to tell her about what she should be doing. You know, what about our purpose and our overall spirituality? Like, how are you owning that? See, many people, we say, well, I can't live my purpose. The reason I can't live my purpose is because I have to work. I have to go to work. I have to get a job. There's no ownership. It's all circumstantial. It's all happening to you. To you. But what if you owned it? What if you said, yeah, you know what? The reason I'm in this situation right now is because I didn't know any better. I didn't gather the knowledge. I skipped too many conferences and summits, pun intended. Okay. I, the times I could have developed, instead of trying to develop, I decided that I was going to entertain myself. You know, the books that I should have been reading, instead of reading, I was watching television. What if you just owned it? And say, that's why I'm not where I am. But I know I want to be where I want to be. I want, I want to live a life aligned with my purpose. I want to live a life that has me connected spiritually to my power, to my ability to create like the divine. I want to live that life. And so if I'm going to come from ownership, then I need to begin to reflect on what are the pieces that are missing and not blame anybody else, but take full ownership of that. Full ownership. That's the number one way to develop. And by the way, it's not easy. Ownership is not easy. That's why so many of us don't practice ownership. One of the best lessons I got as a leader came from um, a boss of mine. And, and what she told me, I was at the time I was, uh, I was a director. I was running global operations for the company. And in terms of operations, I knew what should be happening. I knew how things should be going. And, you know, she was the vice president and a few other vice presidents. They made some decisions that I knew would negatively impact operations. And so we were ending a meeting, sitting in the meeting, and I said, hey, if we decide to do that, it's not going to go so well. And they said, well, Linnell, you need to figure out how to make it go better because we're going to move forward. And I said, well, you don't understand. There's no way to make it better. Um, you know, operations, the cool thing about what I loved about operations is that, you know, it was basically mathematical. Okay. You can run certain formulas and figure out if it's going to work or not. And I said, you know, the formulas don't work. It's not going to work. They said, Linnell, we need you to figure out how to make it work. And so what I said to myself is, all right, they're not listening. So when they make the decision, they'll learn. Okay. Now, mind you, I'm a leader. I'm a leader. I'm making over six figures a year working for a Fortune 500 company, leading a, a multi-million dollar operation. And instead of taking ownership, I basically was at effect and said, y'all the big bosses, y'all won't listen, y'all think y'all know what y'all are doing, go ahead and do it. And so they did. And it fell apart. It didn't work. And so when it didn't work, I remember going into my boss's office, she, she wanted to have a conversation about it. And when we started the conversation, I started with, now, I just want to share, for the record, it's in the email, and I said it in the meeting that this wouldn't work. And, uh, you know, I don't know what you want to talk about, but I want, I want to be sure to tell you that I told you it wouldn't work. And she looked at me, and she said, Linnell, I don't want to, you know, you told us. Yes, you told us. She said, but I don't want to have a conversation about who's right and who's wrong and whether or not you're at fault for this. What I want to talk about is ownership. 
She said, because you lead our operations. And if you knew that we were making a decision that was going to negatively impact what it was that we were doing, then it is your job to scream from the top of this building. Don't do it. It's your job to walk in this office every day and tell me not to do it. It's your job to wear me out, to make me tired of you coming in here, telling me not to do it because you own operations. That's ownership. That's ownership, folks. It was one of the best lessons I ever got in ownership. And what I took from that is if there's anything I want to shift that is in my space, then I need to own it. But I don't just need to own it. I need to own it radically. I need to own it. I need to be obsessed with the ownership of that thing. I need to be obsessed with my health. I need to be obsessed with my well-being. I need to be willing to listen and to learn as much as I can possibly learn about the engine that we call a body because I'm taking full ownership. I need to be obsessed with my marriage and how it works and what's going on and how I can be better and how I can develop. I need to listen to people that will help me, like Love McPherson. I need to be read books around from authors that are meant to help me, right? Like Miles Monroe. I need to look at these things. I need to read these things. I need to be obsessed with owning the success of my marriage. I need to be to be obsessed with owning the success of my career and what it is that I intend to create and do. I need to be obsessed with owning my money, owning my money. Doesn't matter how much I make, but owning it. That is the number one way that we develop ourselves. So today, as I close the show, I just want to share or even just ask the question, are you owning your space? Are you owning your life fully? Are you owning your health? Are you owning your marriage, your relationship? Are you owning the work that you do? Are you owning your money? When you spend your money, are you owning it? Are you obsessed with making great financial decisions. Are you owning your purpose? The reason you're on the planet? Are you owning it? Are you doing everything that you can? Are you obsessed with your purpose? Because if you are, what happens is you start to play a big game and you'll stretch yourself. And here's the, here's the real deal. It's hard to fall asleep. It's hard to be on autopilot. When you're owning your life, it's hard to live life by default when you're fully owning it. So the five minutes I have left, I see Cell, you called in. You know what? I have your phone number, brother. I'll call you, especially if it's about the tickets because you have an email. You have an email in your inbox. I want to be sure I sent it to the right place. Because what I want to do is spend the last five minutes. And I want to talk about this opportunity I have to go to Africa. So today, um, I'm boarding a plane to head towards Ghana, Africa. Um, the first stop will be Amsterdam. We'll be in Amsterdam for, uh, you know, a few, more than a few hours. Um, so we'll have an opportunity to be there. But the main part of the trip will be in Africa. 
And uh, the reason why this is such a big deal for me going to Africa is because this is an opportunity for me to really tap into the missing links of my identity. Now, why is identity important to me? Well, because from the moment I identify what my purpose is on the planet right away, yeah, I started to question it because when I identify my purpose, I wasn't the Linnell you see today, you know, that you hear today. I was a 23 year old who couldn't speak, who couldn't talk, articulate his thoughts that had no credibility, that had no resume, that had no degree. And I had this big purpose of living the best life possible, helping myself and others live the best life possible through speaking and teaching. And I didn't know how to do that. I, I didn't have no, no idea how. But I owned that purpose. I stayed obsessed with that purpose. And in doing so, it gave me the ability to get curious about who I was, who I am, where I draw my power, um, what makes Linnell Linnell. And so I started to research my ancestry, and I learned that I'm from Burkina Faso of the Lyalin people, the Lyalin tribe, which is north of Ghana. And so this trip for me is an opportunity to put back a missing link in terms of who I am and my identity. And we're going to be shooting a documentary. The name of the documentary is called Black Identity, A Return to Africa. But what I want to do is invite you all to follow me on this journey. If you don't follow me on social media, um, by all means, please do. At Linnell Harris, L-I-N-A-L Harris on Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Facebook, you name it. I'm out there, YouTube. And as we shoot this documentary, I'm going to be sharing tidbits of the journey. Um, what's happening for me? What's going through my mind? Because what I do know is not everyone doesn't get an opportunity like this. Not everybody can take these type of trips. And so what I want to do is I want to bring you along. I want to help you acquire the missing link to your identity because my belief that if there's anything that is impacting our community today, it is our lack of identity and our lack of purpose. And my purpose for this trip is to restore that to as many of us as possible. So please pray for us. Uh, send your blessings and we return March 18th with the group who went to Africa. A few of us will be here in the studio talking about the journey um, next week will be a recording on purpose and identity. You do not want to miss it as always. Thank you all for listening. Appreciate the support. Appreciate each and every one of you. Love you. Have a phenomenal Sunday morning and a phenomenal week, a great beginning to your March. And I'll be speaking with you March 18th in two weeks.